And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro, and I'm joined by... Oh, let me turn you on, Father Barry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you are. We're broadcasting this morning, Real Presence Live from Mitchell, South Dakota. Uh, thank you for tuning in and joining in. Um, it's been a joy having you so far. You haven't messed anything up like... Not too bad. Too Not too bad that we can't... It's remember. early. It's early. We still have an hour <laughs> and a half, folks. This is your first time hosting with me, Father Barry. Um, and, and probably last. You probably won't invite me back. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'm grading you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so you were ordained in 2016, and I got to chat with you back then. How are things? How have things been going since then? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I was in uh, Aberdeen for two years at Sacred Heart. With Father Mark Lichter. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Has a great two years. And then they moved me uh, to Mitchell here in Holy Family. Okay. And Bishop Swain gave me another year. Said, I don't know if he's quite ready to be a pastor quite yet. So we'll we'll make him an associate for another year. Oh, there you go. And do you like that? Yeah, I requested it. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. You're allowed to do that? Bishop Swain is very good on allowing his priests to give input. Uh, so I just put the input that I'd like mm-hmm. another year as an associate. Yeah, it not, would be. I don't, I'm not ready for the responsibility of being a pastor quite yet. Yeah, what part of it scares you the most? Is it all the, is it all the, the you know, business side of it? Is that what's hard for uh, a priest? For some it is. I mean, there is definitely a business aspect to it. I mean, mm-hmm. especially if you deal with a school, you're dealing with a lot of financial things. Right. Uh I do have a degree in economics, so I'm not too oh, scared you? of the business side Didn't per se. Know that. You know, I just heed uh, Padre Pio's words: "Pray, <laughs> hope, and don't worry." So I'm not too concerned about anything. <laughs> so you are with Father Ken Luff right now, is that correct? Correct. How's he? Oh, he's excellent. Yeah. I would I wouldn't expect you to say anything else. True. Live on the True. air. He might give me more responsibilities if I say anything else. <laughs> right. But it's been a. You know, it's kind of a unique situation that I not only live with the guy, but I work with the guy. Right. So, I mean, that's a yeah, interesting dynamic. I've never thought of that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic to the relationship, and Father Loft and I are having a great time. Yeah. Well, the last time we broadcast here from Mitchell, we were outside, and both you and Father Ken were here, and you just have a good rapport with each other. And so you got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> if you have to work and live with the guy, <laughs> if you don't get along, boy, that can be a that can be a long year. Yeah, absolutely. So, what brought you to the priesthood originally? Uh, I knew a priest in high school, and I'd always talk to him during the day around like the ten o'clock hour. And he said, "Where'd oh. you go to high school?" I went to Lincoln High School for two years, and I transferred to O'Gorman. Okay, my junior year. Uh, but I asked him, "What are you up to?" Oh, I'm just going to take a nap, Barry. It's a great life. I can do that. I thought, well, you know, I kind of like to take naps. This seems like a perfect fit here. You know, I was taking a mental note right there. And he started talking about how happy he was. I'm like, well, I kind of want to be happy. Uh, And then I kind of like the black clerical uniform. That was quite the fashion state. So I thought, you know, maybe maybe this gig isn't going to be so bad anyhow. Oh. Sadly, that's a true story. <laughs> oh. And here you are. But uh, I grew up at the cathedral, so every time I went to Mass, I always felt, you know, whenever Catholic Church you enter, it has 
It has the tabernacle. There's a different presence there. There is. I mean, when you enter Good Friday with no uh, no Eucharist there, the church seems void. Mm-hmm. So I was always attracted uh, to that peace and the beauty of the cathedral and the divine. Yeah. And there's something that you you cannot explain it to those who don't understand. No. Yeah. The difference the difference of walking in and having Jesus present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even have non-Catholics come in and just want to sit in our churches just because it's something different. It's unlike anything else you'll experience in the world. Hmm. Hardest thing about seminary for you? Hmm. Many things were very <laughs> difficult. Uh, first, it was the academics, but we got through that. Oh, uh, you know, I'm drawing a blank. Well, that's good. So it was a good experience. Uh, you know, I got called in the director's office a few you too many times. You did time. not. Three, <laughs> three times. Those weren't pleasant uh, meetings. Let's just say he wasn't telling me how great I was. <laughs> so the lesson from Father Barry this morning, folks, <laughs> is if you get called in the principal's office, you too could be a priest someday. <laughs> that's, they call it the rector's office in seminary. Oh, that's Sit funny. down and listen to me. <laughs> Okay, you got it. So, you're now stationed at Holy Family, which is the other parish here in Mitchell, South Dakota. Um, How is it, I think when you go to different um, parishes, we have uh, Christ the King in Sioux Falls. And Christ the King is our parish. And I think having the parish name means something. So, how has Holy Family been for you? You know, it's made me reflect more on St. Joseph. Okay. Uh, you know, we have Mary, the devotion, the rosary. It's beautiful. Uh, but to really, and personally, to reflect, I am a father, uh, mm. different than, you know, being a priest is a difference, but, well, not too much, but St. Joseph was a father. Mm-hmm. To have a devotion to him and to have him pray for pray for me and to help me along my way. I mean, he was... The husband to Mary. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. All right, folks. I think it is time now. It's already... There we go. I'm psychic. Well, I, th- I thought we were getting there. I'm like, well, that's a, that's a pretty loaded question. I got 15 seconds. I know. Wow. Well, that signals that it is time for Straight Talk. Straight Talk is a a chance for you, our listeners, to call in and ask any questions you might have on the Catholic faith. We will attempt to answer them. We won't put too much pressure on Father Barry this morning. But give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So Father Barry is going to try and answer questions. I hate to put you under too much pressure. Should my palms be this sweaty? Yes, that's totally normal, <laughs> Father. Don't worry. <laughs> Again, the number is 877-795-0122. So talking about the Holy Family and, and St. Joseph, you know, he was an unconventional father. And I and I I've, that just sparked me. I've never thought of Saint Joseph that way. That he was an unconventional father, also. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I mean, not much is written about Saint Joseph, so you have to go to these visionaries, you know, and their writings. And mm-hmm. I mean, what a unique position, right? I mean, his wife 
is the mother of God, the immaculate one, the perfect one. Yeah. And in his household is Jesus, the God man. Hey. That is one holy household. <laughs> <laughs> If you're just tuning in, this is straight talk, and we're being straight, I guess. That's right. <laughs> Father Ray Roussat is on with me this morning, and we're broadcasting from Mitchell. It's your opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith or current events. We'll try to uh, answer them for you. 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. So thinking about St. Joseph, um, we're talking about the Holy Family because that's where Father Barry Roussat is, sta- is stationed. I said it again. That's where you're... I like the word stationed. I don't know any other word. (laughs) (laughs) Assigned. Assigned. There you go. You got it. So that's where you are assigned. And so we're talking about, you know, the importance of a church name. And Holy Family is yours. Um, So thinking about being in such a holy family and living in such a holy household, do you think St. Joseph had anything to bring to the table. That's the first thing that came to my mind as the father of that household. I think the amazing thing is, is when you look at it, Jesus as a child would have been obedient to St. Joseph. So St. Joseph would have actually been in charge of telling the God-man what to do in everything. Uh, and Jesus would have had uh, uh, practiced perfect obedience to St. Joseph. Uh, so he would have been like, the leader, even though he has the God-man and the mother of God in the household, he was still the leader wow. who they would both listen to with complete obedience and no objections. Wow. So that is an immense, awesome responsibility. Well, and even yeah. back in that time, it was more so than even today, obviously. Yeah. The responsibility of the man back in the day. Um, I mean, you have to look at it like... He was not only responsible in the daily um, daily work of the family, but he also was, had to be obedient to the Holy Spirit of God the Father uh, to make all these great journeys without any hesitation or anything. Just got up and went hmm. and was in charge of everything. I mean, traveling on foot hundreds, if not thousands of miles. Right. Like, he had a... It's a pretty big responsibility. It's a pretty big faith. <laughs> he would have needed it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's it's interesting to contemplate St. Joseph and his role in all of this. And the fact it had been kind of more interesting now I'm thinking about it, that Jesus would have actually, in a sense, shown St. Joseph great reverence and honor. You know, and it would have been kind of tough for him to kind of Accept that in a sense, hmm. uh, being the head of the household and the God man in your family. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're doing straight talk. Uh, it's our segment where you get to call in with any questions that you might have. Our number is 877 795 Again, the number is 877 795 You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Father, we have our first question on the phone with us this morning. Jackie from Northwest Kansas is on with us. Good morning, Jackie. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for How joining you us. Great. And what is your question for us? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how this came about. My my son has an old lab, uh, 
Labrador Retriever. And she's probably about 14 or 15 years old, and she has numerous health problems. Um, a week ago or so, I went to take her some food, and she couldn't even get up off of her mat. And I knew it was going to be a really hot day, and she couldn't get to water. And I called him, and I said, I know, you know, I know that you don't want to take her to the vet. I, you know, I just, I knew that he was in the field and his wife and I would be unable to load her. And I didn't think that she would be able to do this anyway. And so I was offering to put the dog down for him so that the dog wouldn't suffer. And he said that he would call his wife and she called me back and she said, when you're 80 years old and, and you can't walk either, do you want me to have you put down? <clears throat> and I told her, I'm made in the image and likeness of God, and I don't expect you to put me down just because I can't get to water. But you have, an, you have a responsibility to this dog not to let her suffer. And the upshot of the, of the story is the dog's still alive, but... What what is what is a human being's responsibility to our pets? And you know they don't have a problem putting down livestock that is that is suffering. And I don't understand how this doesn't transpose over to over to pets that are suffering. But it seems like today's culture they will keep a dog alive at any cost, including putting little wheelchairs under their legs. But at the same time, if if grandma gets old and decrepit, they want to euthanize her because she's suffering. Hmm. Okay. So thoughts on our responsibilities with pets, Father Barry? What I would say is I live with Father Ken, who's on a second dog, um, so he had a black lab, Chloe, for I think 13, 14 years. And I began to finally, I've never had a dog, and I realized that the dog is a man's best friend, mm-hmm. men and women, uh, that there is a special bond there, in a sense. And he, to, he took Chloe with him everywhere. And it was one of the toughest days when he realized with Chloe that she couldn't, do her normal functions or the things she was doing were embarrassed. She just couldn't live a normal life. She declined very much so. And out of respect for the dog, he put her down. It was, it's an incredibly difficult decision and affected him for a while. Um, But with the dog, you know, once they lose certain faculties or they're embarrassing themselves, as Father Ken said it, Mm -hmm. then it's time to look at Okay, it's okay to put the dog down. Now, that's completely different than a human. Human, like you said, right, Kathy? Made in the image and like, likeness of God? Uh, yeah. That we, have a, that we have a special dignity. And that dignity means we try the best. We have a special dignity, so we're a little bit different than a dog. Mm-hmm. And there's So even though when we get old and we have these aches and these pains and stuff like that, we add that to the cross of Christ and redemptive suffering. Mm-hmm. It has value right. that, a, that a dog's 
suffering would not. Yeah, a dog doesn't have a soul like humans. So, very good. Let's say a prayer uh, with Jackie this morning, um, just because I know this is probably causing a lot of family angst within the family. So, can yeah, we do a quick is. prayer? F- can we do a quick prayer, Father Barry, um, about this situation? Heavenly Father, let your peace reign in the family and give them hope when there's anxiety. Draw us ever closer to the love of Jesus Christ and Mary, our mother, watch over the family and truly bring peace to it. Amen. Amen. Did that help answer some of your questions, Jackie, or any follow-up questions? It it does. I just... I just don't know quite how to address it with her. I mean, she she is she hated the dog when when they when it was, the dog was actually a present to her and she didn't like it. She didn't want it. She doesn't really like dogs. But yeah. the dog has become very attached to her, and it's her guilt that is mm. keeping this dog alive. Well, and I think and sometimes I, you know. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> Sorry, but I think sometimes no, people okay. forget the difference um, because animals are very close and they do have a relationship with us. But I think that they, people sometimes forget that those animals do not have souls, and that is right. a huge difference between mankind and animals. Mm-hmm. And you know, God gave us dominion over them. And so I think, you know, maybe reminding her that even though it feels like that, they might have a soul, they don't. And I know that sounds harsh, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> what I would well, say I, is... I, I know, and this, and this dog is, this dog has than than 95% of the people that I know. And mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for everybody to let her go, but it's harder oh, yeah. for me to watch her suffer like that. Right, right. You know, we went through the theological answers uh, per se, and what I would say is she's 80 years old. You know, she grew an attachment. This is going to be a big loss to her uh, to really have some, really see that would be very, very tough on her. She's latching onto this dog uh, probably for reasons other than that we know Mm, of. That's Uh, true. And we're probably not going to change her mind at 80. So, yeah. in a sense... No, so, she's, she's not 80. The dog is the, is the equivalent of 80. Oh, okay. That's why, dog years. That's why, that's why my daughter-in-law said, that's why my daughter-in-law said, when you're 80, do you want me to have you put down because you can't, oh. because you can't hold your water? <laughs> like, well... No. No. No, that's no. not what it's about. It's <laughs> about, it's not about me, it's not about, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about the dog. The dog yeah. is suffering. Well, we'll keep you in our prayers, you know, and, and and hopefully this will get resolved, and and everybody will be at peace with the decisions. Yes. All thank right. You. Thanks, Jackie. Thank Any you. further questions? Are you good? I'm good. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you, oh. Jackie. All right. All right. If you have All a question right. for have a Father day. Barry, thank you. You too. If you have a question for us, you can submit them to uh, Facebook at any moment, or you can give us a call. Um, our phone number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So, first straight talk question. That was a tough one. Animals are tough, 
Animals are tough. Well, we have another question. Animals are tough. They're beautiful, though. So beautiful. I know. It's hard. It's really hard. Living with a dog, I've really grown an appreciation for dogs. I still miss my Roger Dodger. But anyway, (laughs) moving on, we have a question here in that's come in from uh, Mitchell. We have some folks that are tuning in and listening right across the aisle here. (laughs) And they're submitting questions to us. the question we have today uh, from Marlou is, please comment on the graces and blessings of an hour of adoration before the Blessed Sacrament. When I first began my devotion, an hour seemed to go slowly. Now an hour goes by so quickly. As of like specific, great question. Yeah, it, when we first started, it goes by so slowly. Five minutes seems like an eternity. Yeah, and you try not. Don't look at your. Don't look at the watch. Don't yeah. look and see how much time has passed. I have to leave the phone in the car. <laughs> let's <know>. be real. <laughs> <laughs> but then something happens. It becomes a habit, and then it starts to become very, very refreshing. Um, uh, as of like particular graces, I don't know if there's any particular graces I can name. All I can say is, well, with that, I, what I mean by that is. Look, our Jesus Jesus is so loving and wants to give us so many gifts. He will give us any grace we want as long as we keep asking for it. But the real beauty of it is the reason we it seems so awesome after an hour is because really what that is is Jesus in the tabernacle, that's heaven on earth. There's no difference between heaven and then where Jesus is. I always tell people, my RCIA class, and they kind of look at me, well, he's gone off his rocker. That it's, heaven is truly in that sanctuary that thousands of angels leave their place from heaven and saints to come down to be with Jesus right there. So what you are re- receiving and why it's so peaceful is you're, re- you're getting a glimpse of what heaven's like. That peace, that joy and stillness of the soul. Ah. Uh, and complete happiness. Wow. Beautiful. It makes you want to go right now. So, folks, we're leaving right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wish I was that holy. I want to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a question for us, the number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you have on Facebook. I think, you know, talking about an hour-long adoration, I think the benefit that I have found as a layperson is... It usually takes me at least a half an hour, if not longer, to quiet my own mind. Mm-hmm. And then God has the opportunity to come in and knock a little bit, and I can actually hear, for me, I can hear God better. After I've sat there for a good long while. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is you look at all the spiritual masters, the contemplatives, and all their writings uh, that talk about contemplation, uh, this state of prayer that it takes them 15 to 30 minutes to quiet their soul before they can even begin to start to pray. So it takes a while. It does. Because we have many things run through our mind. Uh, What I would say maybe to speed up the process is one Hail Mary and honor your guardian angel. Hmm. Uh, What an angel can do is an angel can relax the body and it can deal with matter in a certain way that it makes us more relaxed, uh, more able to be in a prayer posture and be at peace. So pray to your guardian angel. We forget about our guardian angels, I think, quite often. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, hello. <laughs> I, I heard uh, in class, uh, I was academically, let's just say I was not making the dean's list for a while. <laughs> and then a uh, professor said, hey, start praying to your guardian angel. I started praying to my guardian angel uh, before I went studying. And I, I remember I got my report card and go, what? the rector's list, the dean's list. <laughs> this must be a joke. <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> well, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk. It's our segment where you get to call in with any questions that you might have on faith or current events. Um, we have about 10 minutes left for callers to come call in, and we can answer any question you might have. The number is 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two again eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay, Father Barry is my. F- this is your first time co-hosting with me, and I think you're doing a great job. This is <laughs> your first straight talk too. That's right. And you've been doing a fantastic job. We've had two questions already. If you want to join in on the conversation. Phone number, 877-795-0122. Any oh. random question they want to ever oh, ask. Oh, now you're throwing that out yeah, there. throw that out random. there. Random. Okay. You name it. You said it. I heard Anything it. Anything you've ever wanted to ask a priest, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Doesn't mean we'll actually be able to answer, but go check. We'll no. try. We'll try. 877-795-0122. So he's ready to be stumped, folks. Stump the priest at 877 795 Zero it's one, easy to do. Two, two. <laughs> so you have been a priest for about three years, um, and we talked a little bit about you being assigned at Holy Family for about a year now. Um, how about working with families within the parish? Um, what is your... And I'm thinking of this because Christine Lemmer is sitting right over there and uh, deals a lot with families. And so as a parish, what kind of things are you doing to teach the faith to the entire family? So you have a unique role being an associate. Um, So I've always looked at like the first year, you just settling in, learning the flow, um, and kind of just getting uh, grounded in a sense. you know, that's the way it was at Sacred Heart in a sense. And then it's, so I have, I mean, I deal with families a little bit, but not as much uh, as I probably will in year two. Mm-hmm. When you will do a little more outreach. Um, just So I'm not quite uh, doing as much outreach with families. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, that's what a priest does. But right. as an associate, it's a little bit of a unique role in that category. What I say, I did teach RCIA class with Chris. Mm-hmm. She had to keep me organized. <laughs> but I'd say in the upcoming year, what I'm going to do a lot more of is probably go over to the school quite a bit more. Oh, good. Uh, you know, I've got I've got a do-rag that I like to wear outside on the playground from the 90s. And they just to hang out with the kids and to really show them what it means to be a Catholic. Right. Well, we've got a caller that's calling in um, from Wyoming, and so we're going to switch over to them real quick so that we don't lose them. Frank, are you with us? I am. And you had a question for Father Barry. Yes, I do. Okay, well, uh, go ahead. What is the Catholic Church, you're talking about putting a dog down, well, what does the Catholic Church think about putting yourself down in a 
similar circumstance. Where now do I get, I got to fire up my brain to think about my <laughs> biomedics class that I took way back. Uh, basically, with a human is, you know, we have this decision. Uh, when is it okay to, I hate to use the word, what, let go of, you put put a person down. I hate to use that word. I but, know, yeah. It uh, does. I'll use it for here. But what I'd say is when their daily normal functioning starts to decline and there's no other help uh, that can help them, uh, that they are not able to live. I'm going to fumble this one here. That's all right. Well, it's a tough one because it's in the news right now. Doctor-assisted suicide is all over the news. And, you know, they're, they're, that one gentleman, they're starving him to death um, and taking away his food. And so it's kind of a touchy subject, and it's kind of a gray area right now. But the church clearly... Uh, I got it here. Good. So when one... <laughs> got a light bulb. I saw it go off. <laughs> so one that has normal functioning, when something happens... Um, that that is no longer normal, that there may be excessive suffering, uh, that they can no longer uh, digest their food or stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, if we can have things that help them to maintain a quality of life, then we use those means to support their life. Right. But if, those, if there's nothing to help them and there's excessive pain and they're unable to live any quality of life in accord with their human dignity, uh, then we have to start to ask the question, um, is it okay to maybe let them live out their natural life, which would be without support, uh, would likely bring them to eternal life. Right. A more a natural death, but nothing to hasten it. Yeah. Absolutely. You can give them pain meds and stuff like that. To alleviate but nothing it. to um, hasten their death to come more quickly, and I think sometimes people forget that that is a a grace and an opportunity for the dying to um, receive some graces from heaven before they even die. Mm -hmm. um, thoughts on that, Frank? How um, did that answer what your question was? Yes, yeah, somewhat, uh, um, and also. What if you're, uh, like, assisting them? Are you murdering if you're assisting somebody? Uh, they had that Dr. Kevorkian. He was assisting, and some young lawyer decided he needed to put a stop to that. And mm -hmm. personally, I hate to say it, but I hope that lawyer dies a slow, grueling death. Very slow. And I, I shouldn't say that, but I just feel that way. What I would say is when people are involved, so Dr. Kevorkian, you know, his culpability is uh, very direct. But, you know, people that were helping him with the lawyers or aiding him, uh, they weren't directly involved, but they are culpable and will be held accountable. Mm -hmm. uh, and ultimately, we'll let our Lord uh, decide, be judge on that one. But they are still accountable and it's, it's still like considered a murder right yep. if you assist somebody in dying sooner than natural i don't know the technical terms that's of that's murder. heather's technical term all right i like it i like it we'll go with it i have no technical term <laughs> but you know i i think it's a really tough subject and um 
And one that definitely needs to be uh, maybe Googled a little bit more. Well, it, the tough part is I only took one class and it's such a sticky. It I mean, really there's just, is. there's so many gray, gray areas mm-hmm. when it comes to medical ethics and when you're dealing with end of life issues. Uh, what we really do hope for is that the family is praying to God and that they will, God will inform them of his decision yeah. and that they'll fall through. There's so many different nuances. Well, thank you, Frank, for calling in with your question from Wyoming. We appreciate it. And we'll continue to dive more into that, I'm sure, as the, as the time goes. And if you listen to uh, Catholic Answers Live, they have a lot of uh, wonderful uh, answers dealing with that that you can look up online or you can tune in every day at 5 o'clock or I suppose it would be 4 o'clock in Wyoming. The number is 877-795-0122. We can take it um, maybe one question. I don't know if we have time for any more questions this morning. (laughs) I'm having to think more coffee. (laughs) I saw somebody just brought Father Barry more coffee. (laughs) So thank you for our listeners who have called in. This is a segment that we have every morning now. Real Presence Live is broadcasting Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, 8 to 10, uh, depending on your time zone. And we're excited to have this segment every morning at 9.30 where our local listeners get to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith um, or current events. Um, Can't always say that we'll have 100% of the answers. No. But we sure try. Only God does. <laughs> so be sure to tune in every day at 9.30 to listen to um, our Straight Talk segment. And if you have any questions, you can call in every day and ask them on there. So how was your first Straight Talk, Father? It was good. It was you good. had tough questions today. There are a lot of gray areas. I It's hard. It, it was. They were great questions. I, I kind of like a few curveballs, and they were curveballs, and I, oh, I loved them. You, if you prayed for curveballs, you really got them. You know, I... It's my day off normally, so my brain's used to uh, not working, so I need more coffee to fire it up. <laughs> right. So, again, if you had questions in, and you didn't feel like your questions were fully answered today, Catholic Answers Live is a fantastic show to tune in and listen to also. Or they can ask a competent priest. Oh, you're competent. <laughs> You've only been a priest for three years. We'll give you more time. <laughs> I think I would know what I'm doing by now. No, 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 no. I... You did fine. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. All right. So, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. It is the top of the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we're broadcasting from Mitchell, South Dakota. And thank you for tuning in. 